Paris-Musée Olympic. When sport becomes an art, works of art tell their own stories. A podcast produced by Paris-Musée. Paris-Musée Olympic means having one foot in the history of art, one in the history of sport, and the rest of the body wholly immersed in a work of art. Close your eyes, dive into a painting, slip into your sneakers and saddle up for the Olympics by listening to what the Paris Museum's collections have to say about themselves. Come on then, on your marks, get set, go. Today, we are taking you to the 1924 Olympics to see Antoine Bordel's sculpture, Hercules the Archer, up close, that he made between 1906 and 1909. Well, well done me. Managed to get lost again. So, let's see. Um, well, we're definitely in 1924. On my right is the Grand Palais. So I'm definitely in Paris, but there are no athletes, no crowds, no cries of joy. Ah, hello, excuse me, young man. Um, I must have made a mistake. I wish to attend the Olympic Games. Hello, you're in the right place. The art competitions are being held here. Ah, of course. It's true that at the time, the Olympics weren't only about sports. They were also artistic competitions, art and sport. The idea came from Pierre de Coubertin, the creator of the modern games. The International Olympic Committee began pondering the idea in 1906, but they were only truly launched during the Stockholm Olympics in 1912. Are you taking part? Yes, I'm taking part in the sculpture competition. There were only 34 contestants in the first ever art competitions. Today, there are 193 of us. Come, I'll show you. And how do you compete against each other in a stone athlon? By doing archery? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. <laughs> there are five categories. Music, literature, painting, sculpture and architecture. It's called the Muses Pentathlon. The main rule is that all the work should be related to sport. For instance, they can celebrate movement, effort or a struggle. And, of course, we win recognition and medals. Did you know that in 1912, Pierre de Coubertin himself won the gold medal for literature with a prose poem entitled Ode to Sport? It begins as follows. <coughs> oh, sport, leisure of the gods, essence of life. You suddenly appeared amid the grey clearing writhing with the drudgery of modern existence. Oh! Look over there. It's Antoine Bordel. Bordel? The sculpture? But what is he doing here? Is he also a contestant? Certainly not. He's a jury member in the sculpture section with the artists Aristide Mayol, Jean Boucher, Henri Bouchard and Paul Landowski. He's so talented, I'm in awe. I'm never going to make it. And I wouldn't want to rub it in, but it is true that Bourdel was a pupil of Rodin's, which means that he cut and prepared the marble for Rodin for nearly 15 years. And most importantly, he had a huge success with his work, Hercules the Archer. Well, did you know that one of the versions of the work is right here? It's being shown outside the competition. I'll just leave my anxieties here and we can go and see it. <laughs> 
Well, I saw in the press that there was a drawing competition to illustrate the poster for this year's Olympic Games. Did you take part in it? <laughs> oh, God, no. That was only for insiders. Monsieur Bourdel, he took part. He painted 36 watercolor sketches, all inspired by his Hercules. Unfortunately, he didn't win, but the illustrator Jean Droit did, I believe. In fact, rumor has it that in a few months, he's going to inaugurate a temple for sport in Toulouse. That's going to house a huge bronze version of Hercules the Archer. Ah, there it is. Hercules the Archer, also known as Hercules killing the birds of Lake Stymphalia. Admire its beauty. Oh, wow. I had never seen it for real. It seems so... so modern. You're right. Antoine Bordel has completely freed himself from traditional representations of mythological figures. You see, his bow doesn't have an arrow. In making this choice, he turned his back on naturalism and broke with the narrative aspect of sculpture. Come closer. See how remarkable it is. As much for its tension as for its carefully balanced structure. Here, the arm is tightly grasping the bow, and here, he's pressing his foot firmly down on the rock. Can you feel that dynamic interplay between fullness and emptiness? Oh, I could talk about it for hours on end. What can I possibly do after that? I feel worthless. I think I'm going to withdraw. No, don't. Come on, let's go for a little walk. Let's go and see the running track. You'll find inspiration, and I'll find what I was looking for. Sports. Do you know the story about Hercules and the birds of Lake Stymphalia? I know above all that Bourdel created a magnificent work about it. Hercules was the son of Zeus, an immortal woman, Queen Alchemy, so he was a demigod. One day he went into a frenzy and killed his wife and children. Well, admittedly, the frenzy had been caused by Hera, Zeus's wife, jealous of her husband's infidelities. After that, to atone for his sins, Hercules's cousin, Eurythius, ordered him to complete twelve labours. Reputedly impossible feats. Which he pulled off, of course. And killing the birds of Lake Stymphalia was his sixth labour, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yes, they were horrific. Their feet, beaks and wings were made of bronze, and they ate human flesh. So Hercules had to make them disappear. And so it was with his bow and arrows that he killed most of the birds from the lake. Archery, running, wrestling, the labours of Hercules do sound somewhat like Olympic trials, don't you think? Hmm. That is probably why one legend, caught somewhere between mythology and history, has Hercules as the creator of the ancient Olympics. Games instituted in the sanctuary of Olympia in honour of Zeus and which lasted for nearly 12 centuries. That is one version of how they were invented. But it is true that Hercules was the prototypical athlete. He represents heroism, the myth of a perfect, inexhaustible body, with bulging muscles and unyielding gestures. <laughs> and as an artist, you must also have splendid, unyielding gestures. <laughs> I think I'm starting to get inspired. I'm going to go back to prepare for the competition. And who knows, maybe in a few years, I'll be in the jury next to great artists like Bordel. Well, that's the spirit. Well done. And I'm going to Colombe to see what's happening in rugby. Apparently, the atmosphere is getting pretty lively at the stadium. Thank you very much and good luck. Bye. Enjoy.
Well, I didn't want to break his little heart, so I didn't tell him that the Olympic art competitions disappeared in 1948, all because many contestants were professionals and the committee defended amateur practice. But the good news is that in exactly 100 years, the Olympic Games will come back to Paris. This fictional dialogue provides an auditory immersion in the work Hercules the Archer, a sculpture by Antoine Bordel, made between 1906 and 1909, and kept in the Bordel Museum. That was Paris Musée Olympic, a podcast by Paris Musée, created by Nuit Noir. Did you like it? Discover the other museums by listening to Paris Musée Olympic. <laughs> <laughs>